incrementality of an advertising channel, a tactic, a campaign, the goal is to represent the actual increase in incremental conversions that were driven by the media. So in the absence of the media, the conversion does not happen. Media is exposed. The conversion incrementally occurs. So our goal is to determine the, the causal influence of the media. And we do this uh, by deploying controlled experiments on the media. You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Listen to real conversations with partners and subject matter experts as they share proven practical strategies, platforms, and the best Shopify apps to help you accelerate your business. The time is now for you to improve efficiencies, grow revenue, profit, and lifetime customer loyalty. Please welcome your host, startup founder and strategic advisor, Steve Hutt. This episode is brought to you by Tapcart, the number one mobile app builder for DTC e-commerce brands on Shopify. If you haven't heard of Tapcart, they're a no-code platform that makes it crazy easy for you to turn your Shopify store into a mobile app that your consumers will absolutely love. The integration with your store is seamless and can be used directly in the Shopify admin. And everything is real-time synced, so all your products and collections get pulled directly into the app without any extra effort on your part. Now, intelligent brands are winning today knowing that push notifications are the key to reaching your top segment of customers in the age of saturated email and text marketing. Marketing truly is an attention game, and push notifications are the key to building your community and your lifetime customer value. Now with BFCM around the corner, now is the perfect time to launch a mobile app for your store. The Tapcart team makes it super easy for you to get your app live in the app store in just two weeks or less. You'll be surprised how light the lift is to get started, so I highly recommend you check out Tapcart. Even if you're not sure if a mobile app is suitable for your store, it's worth a 30-minute demo to learn about this incredible conversion tool. Now, Tapcart is offering up to three months for a limited time leading up to this peak season. So take advantage of their best deal of the year by booking a free 30-minute demo at tapcart.com forward slash Fastlane. That's tapcart.com forward slash Fastlane. Well, hey there, my name is Steve Hutt. I'm Senior Merchant Success Manager here at Shopify. And welcome back to the sixth season of e-commerce Fastlane. Now, whether this is your first time listening or you're a weekly subscriber, I seriously appreciate the fact that you're taking time today and listening to the show. I know there's plenty of podcast choices out there in both Shopify, kind of direct to consumer and just marketing strategy in general. And just the fact that you're taking the next 30, 40 minutes to listen to the show really does mean the world to me. And I know it does for my featured guest. New episodes are released twice weekly, as you know, and they're available from all of your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts. We're also uh, streaming live now on Amazon Music and on YouTube. So if you consume your podcast over there on those channels, you might want to go check those out. I also highly recommend to get the full value of today's episode that you click through from whatever podcast app you're using. And that will redirect you to the show notes at ecommercefastlane.com. There'll be a transcript, links, and then all the resources that we mentioned today. Now, today's episode, my guest is Trevor, the CEO and co-founder of a company called Measured, and they're at measured.com. Now, what they are, they're a platform, they're a media measurement kind of optimization platform, really exciting uh, technology they have here. They really help e-commerce brands to understand, and here's some terms we're going to use, the incremental contribution 
that advertising can make towards sales. So it's very paid social, but being much more advanced. It's really, really interesting. Acquisition costs are on the rise right now. We have this looming thing going on with the economy. I think this is going to be a really timely and kind of excellent conversation, how brands can be more efficient with the money they're spending on net new customers to their store. So, hi, Trevor. Welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. Hey, Steve. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So I, I'd love to hear it from you about on a high level first about the measured platform. Uh, you're clearly solving some unique challenges for brands about spending money and getting a great ROAS, sometimes you kind of leave it to a lot of Meta and Google to, and TikTok, for example, to help optimize campaigns and let them do the heavy lifting for you. You do creative, they do the heavy lifting of trying to find net new customers. I think there's a challenge in that because where the customer's journey is all over the map and different devices and, and different channels. So I'd love to understand a little bit about measured and why and the problem that you're solving specifically for e-commerce brands. You got it. Yeah. So marketers are, they're under constant, relentless pressure to prove the business impact of mm. every dollar they spend on media. So as they look across their media portfolio, they need to know, you know, where to cut, where to spend to maximize return to, to their business. One of the pain points, and there's a few of them, but one of the primary pain points they come to us with is the media platform reporting metrics are broken and confusing. The industry has been frustrated with the platform reporting metrics for many years. You know, most brands today feel they're flying blind. They do not have reliable media reporting to inform what are very high stakes uh, media investment decisions. This is one of the biggest variable expenses that, uh, that they have in the business. Our mission here at measured is to help marketers understand the true contribution of, of paid media to their business. We provide brands access to media incrementality, which is used to inform just smarter media investment decisions. Uh, we want to make media incrementality measurement uh, accessible to every consumer brand. And where, where we live, there's, there's a kind of a natural strain in between finance and marketing. You have Finance C-suites often do not trust marketing reporting. It's pulled from media platforms, uh, pulled from GA, and for good reason. They, they, they shouldn't. We, we sit in between finance and marketing. We speak, we, we really speak the language of finance. Mm -hmm. Uh, incrementality equals contribution, right? And then we apply it. Uh, we apply the, uh, contribution to, to marketing and our, on a day to day basis. Uh, our platform lives with marketing. Marketing is our, our power user. Uh, but we are, we are the platform that marketing uses to drive cross-channel media investment decisions now with incremental or contribution metrics. Ideally, they are then reporting performance back to finance, the C-suite, the board, and using measured as a, a single source of truth for their marketing performance mm -hmm. that all of these key stakeholders can all look at uh, and entrust. This is lovely. You know, it's, what's interesting I find is that, um, and it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that most of these uh, paid social channels, think Meta and Google as, you know, as the 800 pound gorilla, but they tend to give themselves attribution, especially the last touch attribution. And it, it's interesting in reporting about what they believe the ROAS actually is. And the reality is it's not really the true ROAS. You're not really taking into account the full customer journey and all the touch points that led up to it. And it's so interesting how incrementality testing and kind of how you guys do it is uniquely different than just trusting the metrics that come kind of baked into each platform and just, or even worse, doing a blended ROAS, which is 
really unfortunate money in, money out, and then not really being granular. So I'm going to have a few questions around that in a few minutes, but let's chat a little bit about the origin story. Cause I'm, I'm always fascinated, like why people in this case, like build a SaaS product in marketing, as you said, it kind of sits between marketing and finance It's so interesting. So able to talk a little bit about the founding team, uh, since you are a co-founder and the CEO, like where did the desire and the expertise come from to even want to create this platform? Sure. Yeah, we are a a veteran team from the cross-channel marketing analytics category. Many of us have been wrestling with this attribution problem statement for the last 10, 15 years. We as a team have been pretty obsessed with this problem, um, deploying all methodologies available in the market over the last 15 years. My co-founder was working on multi-touch attribution back in 2007. We met in 2011 at a company called Visual IQ. Uh, We were pioneering user-level multi-touch attribution 10 plus years ago. and, And at that time, we brought on kind of a first wave of MTA adopters, largely focused on Fortune 100, 500 brands. Multi-touch attribution, or MTA, it held a lot of promise. I mean, this was the dream to connect all user-level events to an ID, map that ID across platforms, apply machine learning algorithms, and inform fractional credit or fractional attribution to each of those, those touch points. And we as a collective team, we chased down that dream for a long time and it, it pitches gloriously, right? It yeah. looks great on a whiteboard and uh-huh. on the field, in practice with an ad ops team, it was a, a very different story. So we, we could kind of sort of land it back in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, and until really the challenges became insurmountable. It was really 2016 ish where Walled Gardens started showing up and, and in a really meaningful way in the media mix. And, and Google de- announced they were deprecating the idea of the ad server. Cookie tracking was being threatened. The industry was kind of moving down a path respecting consumer privacy. GDPR was coming into play. There was a lot of things that were happening back in 2016, moving into 2017, that were threatening our ability to map user-level events to an ID across platforms to uh, a conversion event. So in 2016, we saw the the writing was on the wall, right? Data privacy concerns would eventually prevail and user level tracking was going to go away. And our thesis was incrementality measurement, which is informed through cohort-based experimentation, uh, was going to be a must-have requirement for brands looking forward. So Mata and I, we, we teamed up to start measured. It was February 2017, exactly now, six years ago. <laughs> and yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a new approach to solving the attribution problem through incrementality. So we, we call it incrementality-based attribution. Incrementality measurement uh, is at the core of our attribution reporting in media plan optimization platform. And we've been, you know, it takes a lot of luck in these startups. There's many elements that you can control for. There's many you can't, you know, the things that uh, you can, obviously we've got this incredibly talented team. We're insanely passionate about, about this, this topic and problem statement. And we worked very, very hard over the last six years. We've got all this experience, but, but the industry is now very much moved in, in, in our direction. You know, we have been built from the ground up, you know, exactly six years ago in anticipation that the industry would move towards incrementality measurement is that is happening right now. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. You know, what's interesting, though, is that at the end of the day, you know, I know you put a lot of work into this and you're solving some really complex problems, but 
I look at it from this angle too. When I see the biggest, baddest Shopify Plus brands have made the decision to be with Measured, I think I think you're kind of like, I'd almost say like you're silently working on this dream. You're, you're starting to get almost too big to ignore, so to speak. Cause I look at like, I'm looking at Rothy's, I'm looking at Parachute Home, Viore. Viore is massive. Didn't they get like a $400 million investment recently? Like Birdies and Ruggable is massive. You got Unilever. I'm looking at all these different brands that you have. Chubby Shorts is on our network. Caraway, Dermalogica. I mean, I can rattle them all off. It's interesting to me that these big, bad brands, some are in the billion dollar range, have made decisions to use your platform. So do you have any comments on that? And like, why is that happening? Like, so interesting to me. I think very fortunate to work with uh, a portfolio of terrific brands. I think uh, brands are waking up to the reality that incrementality measurement is a, a must-have in their, their measurement stack. I think the industry has finally come around to clearly seeing that multi-touch attribution is no longer viable. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a methodology, like I said, we chased down for a long time. And you know, we came out, put some PR out in 2017, that multi-touch attribution was was dead. There's a lot of inertia that we built around it and has continued to carry forward. Incrementality is, uh, it's been, it's for us, I think it's been the solution over the last six years, but over the last probably 12, 18 months, the industry's finally really come around to it. The more sophisticated, larger brands have recognized this for a while. So a lot of the brands that you mentioned and and others uh, have appreciated the innovation here that we've built uh, over the last six years. Yeah, congrats on that. And that's the reason why I'm having you on the show today, because I think uh, if people have vetted a lot of the kind of competing solutions, which we'll chat about in a few minutes, and they've made the choice to be with Measured, that, that means a lot. There's a lot of social proof kind of baked into that. And so hopefully the flywheel continues uh, for you uh, into the future. Thank you. One question I want to talk about now is, uh, it, it's a hot topic right now, I'd argue a little bit of almost an incredible innovation right now. This, this open AI's kind of chat GTP has been like, you know, everybody's talking about it now. I think there was you know, from my last research, like a million people signed up the first like five days for chat GTP. And, uh, I, I knew you were coming on the show today. So I decided, um, in my learnings around what you do in incrementality versus, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, just this, it's just such an interesting topic to me. So I asked this question about multi-touch attribution, and this is exactly what I typed into the bot. I said, mm -hmm. what is multi-touch attribution and what are the benefits and drawbacks of using it for marketing purposes? Mm -hmm. And here's the answer that I got back. And then I want to, I'd love to have your insights on it. The answer was multi-touch attribution is an advanced marketing analytics technique that aims to identify the most effective marketing channels and tactics for an organization by analyzing how each touch point contributes to a customer's purchase decision, marketers can then better understand and optimize their strategy. The main benefit of using multi-touch attribution is that it allows marketers to better allocate marketing resources, as well as to create more effective marketing campaigns. But also continues says, on the flip side, it can be difficult to use and interpret, and it can also be expensive to implement. Additionally, some marketers argue that it doesn't take into account the complex customer journey across multiple channels. So <laughs> I'm going to pass it to you. So like, what are your insights about multi-touch attribution? And why do you believe that incrementality experiments, as you talked about, like 
for every marketing channel? Like, why is it a more scalable way for a brand to be profitable? Yeah, not not bad by ChatGPT, by the way. Um, <laughs> great, great, relevant question. So, yeah, uh, this methodology, MTA, it promised the dream, right? This is the dream from an analytics perspective to be right. able to map a user's media exposures, events, like all clicks, all views, online, offline, across all platforms, right? Build that user-level journey to some desired action and then apply either rules or algorithms to assign a credit to every single one of those uh, events right across across the path to conversion you know it was it was kind of sort of landable like i i mentioned earlier and in, in landable with reasonable data reconciliation issues so 15% 20% a gap but it was as as chat gbt suggests it was very painful to implement <laughs> you had to put a instrumentation across all of your impression-based media. So instrumenting tracked across all events. It was a massive ad ops exercise, uh, expensive and cumbersome to implement. And, and you know, as, as new tracking policies and regulations uh, restrict the ability to track people online, uh, MTA isn't just difficult, it's, it's, it's impossible. And it, it's been very challenged now, I would say, for the last six, seven years, and, and it's impossible today. We simply cannot get access to the data that's required at the granularity uh, needed to deploy the, uh, the MTA methodology. Now, incrementality. Uh, let me, why don't I just first explain what I mean by incrementality. So incrementality of an advertising channel, a tactic, a campaign. It, 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 the goal is to represent the actual increase in incremental conversions that were driven by the media. So, in the absence of the media, the conversion does not happen. Media is exposed. The conversion incrementally occurs. So our goal is to determine the, the causal influence of the media. And we do this uh, by deploying controlled experiments on the media. Okay, so we, we split each audience cohort into two groups. These two groups should be mirrors of each other, what data science will refer to as statistical twins. Okay. We seek to hold everything else equal between these two cohorts. The only difference being one group is exposed to the media under test. The other group is not exposed to the media under test. All else being equal, the difference in the conversion rate allows us to inform uh, media incrementality or the contribution of, of the media. So in the absence of the media... The audience converts on one rate, exposed to the media, the audience converts at another rate, and with a clean, uncontaminated experiment, we can inform uh, incremental sales caused by the ad uh, and the read on me media incrementality at a channel, a campaign, an ad set tactic uh, level. So interesting. Now, what's going to happen with kind of cookies going away or if there's going to be more kind of restrictions with uh, GDPR and CCPA and all these different things that are going on in the world right now. Do you have any comments around that? Yeah. So this is what we were built for. This is a cohort-based methodology, right? When I, I say cohort, I'm talking about a collection of anonymous individuals in an audience segment. Right. So it's respecting user privacy. This works without cookies, right? Uh -huh. And as user-level data restrictions continue to evolve and user-level data goes away, uh, this methodology is going to be a requirement for brands. Mm. You know, we, we we can target and split audiences based on their first party data and geomatch markets. Uh, no, there's no there's no requirement for user level tracking to the point of mentality measurement. Yes. Interesting. 
If your Shopify store is making five or six figures per month in revenue, then you should totally consider using Tapcart to create a mobile app for your store. Now, innovative brands know that their customers prefer shopping on mobile apps and that push notifications are the key to reaching your top segment of customers in the age of saturated email and SMS marketing. Now, for a limited time leading up to the peak season, Tapcart is offering up to three months for free. So take advantage of their best deal of the year by booking a free 30-minute demo at tapcart.com forward slash Fastlane. That's tapcart.com forward slash Fastlane. So it sounds like it's a running these kind of experiments. It sounds like it appears on the surface because I don't have like granular access to the platform yet uh, with a live account to see, but it does sound like an interesting amount of work. Can you talk a bit about maybe how much work it is for a brand and how many experiments are running? You can talk about these splitting cohorts and doing certain things. Maybe walk us through like what a, a day in the life of a marketer would be having access to measured, like as far as the work effort is concerned. Yeah, this is a, this is a good question. You're right. So Deploying in-market experiments across every channel, tactic, campaign, asset, it sounds like we're trying to boil the ocean, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, here's, here's the great news for our clients. So as I mentioned earlier, we are, we're now six years into the business. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all we have been doing since day one. We've now deployed over 25,000 in-market experiments across many channels, platforms, tactics. And every month we're deploying uh, a few hundred experiments. We now have a, a rich library of incrementality intelligence that we've collected that we make accessible to our, our clients. So we have a, a data-driven methodology that we can take a client's transaction data, performance data from the platform. We take a few attributes from the brand. We map it to our library of experiments, and then we apply a data-driven methodology to statistically predict an incrementality read for all of their channels, tactics, campaigns. We very quickly have a brand fully deployed with a full portfolio of incrementality-based attribution learnings to optimize their portfolio without running a single custom in-market experiment. Mm -hmm. The brands then once stood up, uh, an experimentation roadmap will very quickly be revealed. And so then we will run in-market experiments to enrich their learnings, validate you know, the, uh, the, the most important reads, uh, they'll deploy, you know, experiments into channels and tactics, which are you know, most critical to validate and, or just require precision. There's two parts to the experiment. There's actually three components. So you have your business as usual cohort, uh, you have your holdout cohort, the relation between those two informs incrementality. You'll have a third often, which is a scale up cohort. So then the, the, the second reason we test or the second question statement that we test into is uh, we, we scale test for depth and diminishing returns. So the question being, does TikTok work for me? And if the answer is yes, TikTok works for me to 100K per month, right. we then want to scale test into how far can, can, can I make TikTok work for me? Will it work for me at you know, 200K, 500K, you know, a million against my guided metric? This is music to my ears because I, you know, once again, like I said at the top of the show, it's like brands are concerned about the unfortunate blended ROAS or mm -hmm. they're unhappy about just acquisition costs in general. They're also really concerned about just trying to understand about allocations of budget and trying to find the best media mix that actually working for them. Sometimes it's creative can, can pop and, that, and that's cool. 
but it's just so interesting that you're that you're you're doing ongoing experiments with paid social by channel and with interesting yeah it's just very interesting to me and i think brands need this and that's why i'm having you on the show today so this is fabulous yeah no no question i mean one of the it's there's a usual suspect list of questions that we get and and pay socials the top of the list i mean every month uh, we've got many Facebook, Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok experiments going out, both to understand the incrementality of prospecting against the platform, but then also it works. What what it, what does the diminishing return curve look like for each of these platforms? What I found interesting too is uh, your integrations with the platform, because like I said, the, one of the big challenges that some brands push back on when I when they hear one of these shows, are like, "Hey, I have existing tech stack," or other than paid social, which I can I can see your benefit. You have a lot of other data sources that you can attack um, and help with, and I'm, I'm seeing things about well, other third parties like the Outbrains and Taboulas, if they're mm-hmm. doing some like um, advertising kind of externally to as another sales channel. I see you're even involved in uh, streaming television, like Tataris is one. Of my big partners that I've interviewed who, mm-hmm. you know, is getting on set-top boxes and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your, uh, the reasons why you're very tight, outside of paid social, but why are you tight with other different pieces of technology and why do you all play nicely together with these pieces? Sure. So we are a comprehensive solution. We want to look holistically across their entire paid media mix, online, offline. And so it's very important that we integrate into all media data sources. So First off, I mean, we have a simple integration into to Shopify today to onboard transaction data. Uh, we integrate into, I think, more than 275 media platforms today. Our, uh, our goal is to make media incrementally accessible to uh, all Shopify merchants, make it painless to onboard yeah. into a full portfolio of incrementality. So all of their paid media mix, we want represented. So if it's Tatari, if it's Google, if it's TikTok, it's Snap, it's Facebook, it's affiliate, you name it. Yeah. We are going to integrate and try to do it uh, in an automated way, preferably. Lovely. So I want to pivot a bit to uh, a story. I think people love stories. I love stories. And I think it kind of allows you to put yourself in the shoes of another founder and like, huh, wonder why they made the choice to go with measured. I mean, it's very clear some very large, big, bad brands have kind of chosen uh, to be with the platform, but I just would love to hear I mean, any kind of public case study that you can kind of share today around someone who didn't have measured. Uh, we're using other, uh, you know, either a multi-touch uh, solution. They found the incrementality option that you have, decided to implement it. And then can we maybe talk a bit about that whole journey and kind of what sort of results came from your platform? Sure. Yeah. I mean, as you you mentioned, we're very fortunate. We work with so many terrific Shopify merchant brands and you rattle off uh, some of the names at the top of the, the show. Mm-hmm. Case study. So I'll, I'll show you a 1A, 1B, two brands that, that I love. So Faraday brand, I don't know if you, do you know Faraday brand? Have you had Alex on the show? Uh, not yet, but I, on my radar. You should. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, really terrific founder CEO there in, in Alex. His, his team has been anchored on our platform uh, for just about five years. Okay. I've been great to have a ride on the rocket ship. If you've seen them, that company has been extremely successful. And, uh-huh. and, and Alex will tell you, we have played an important role to, to his growth is he applies incrementality to all investment decisions, uh, media and, and, and outside the media. He's a former investment banker, finance professional, and he puts incrementality at the center of his, his business. Through the early stages of COVID, so the lightning bolt of COVID hit in March, March. 2020, right? So, was, you know, Alex called me right away. We kind of froze for a second 
And then he and many of our clients at that time, they really leaned into us and our, our portfolio incrementality reporting to drive decisions. So in more demanding times, like we are experiencing today, everyone needs to elevate their execution. They have to eliminate waste. There's, there's less tolerance for waste. Having incrementality insights to drive the business is, is a must-have, I would argue. It's even more critical today. We've got a terrific longitudinal case study with Alex. You can find it on our, on our website. Uh, there's the, the 1B is one that's just more top of mind because we just we wrapped it up. It's a, it's a brand called Hammett, another terrific uh, brand that's, that's led by uh, a chairman, Tony, Tony Drockton, and, a, and a, a great CEO, and Andrew. They reached out to us with the case study, and this is typically how it works, where mm. the client is moving the business with decisions that are anchored on incrementality learnings. So they approached us with, and we've had several of these, it's a, check this out, look at the performance improvement as a result of moving from platform reported last touch metrics to measured incremental metrics. Mm. Uh, so this is, this is a great story. Hammett's, um, they're deploying a comprehensive digital mix. They've got search and, and video and social display, SMS, email, uh, some I think some catalog. And, you know, like all brands, Hammett was very frustrated with the platform report metrics, frustrated with uh, GA reported metrics, uh, frustrated with just not having reliable, actionable insights from the platforms. The, uh, the, and, you know, the platform reported conversions, they, they never reconcile, right, with uh, actual sales data reported by, by Shopify. So they lean into our, our platform. Uh, they adopted our media plan optimization tool. It's a, uh, a scenario planner tool. That was in early 2022. So about a year ago, the, the first half of last year, they rapidly became a, a power user and the business took notice. So. Uh, Andrew called me. He said, listen, we put measures, media plan optimization tool at the center of our media decisions. It's paying off. What they represented back to us was that, and we saw their numbers, Hammett saw a 9% increase in top line sales within 90 days of fully adopting our MBO tool. Like mm. from move, making a hard move away from last touch metrics to now incremental metrics adopting our scenario planning tool and, and simply just reallocating their budget from less incremental channels to higher performing channels. Yeah. This is obviously, this is a massive win and, and return on investment for, for Hammett. But also to add one more point, it's an organizational commitment. It starts with the, the executive, you know, the C-suite. It's, uh, there's implications to the business when you move from a last touch metric reporting methodology to now incremental metrics. It, it requires institutionalizing how a brand reports right against their goals and, and performance. The whole organization needs to now make an adjustment, a shift yeah. to a uh, new measurement methodology and reporting methodology. So just walk us through kind of the onboarding process. So uh, we'll talk in the end of the show, kind of some next steps, but I'm, I'm curious from a Shopify, there's lots of brands listening. There's going to be, I don't know, 10,000 some people listening to this episode and they're going to be like, okay, I get it. There's definitely a thought to dig deeper. So they say, yes, I want to I want to get going on this platform. So what happens in the onboarding process with your team? Can you just kind of explain that a little bit? You know, is, is there a little bit of kind of a white glove service? I just want to make sure that the the, the ramp up um, and some recommendations, a customer success person, just curious in how that whole process works. 
Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. So we are a SaaS platform and, and tool, but complemented by a CS team. Uh, this is advanced analytics and our CS team is committed to getting the client uh, fully onboarded, mapped their taxonomy and their business to our platform and tool and getting the organization fully trained up on how to adopt the tool against uh, their goals and their their use cases. So when a contract is signed, we'll send out an onboarding link. Uh, the client can start to onboard themselves. Uh, we pull up next to them and make sure that uh, onboarding runs smoothly and it's fully mapped uh, to their stated goals and, and the unique aspects of their business because every business has some different dimensionality that, that we need to align to. So let's talk about the future of the product. I mean, it's very clear that uh, you're, you're executing at the highest level right now and making a lot of impact at the end of the day uh, for a lot of brands. But I'd love to understand the future of the product. Like, like, what's your North Star, I guess, for the remainder of 23 and beyond? Like, I'm just curious about any other innovation, just how are you going to continue to offer value and assistance to brands that want to kind of scale up profitably? Sure. We uh, really, we're, we're a mission-driven company. We are on a mission to unlock the power of incrementality measurement for all consumer brands, all Shopify brands. And, you know, we've been at this for six years. We've solved, you know, many hard problems. We continue to heavily invest in and, and work on on building the, the, the tool the best-in-class incrementality intelligence platform. The themes right now is we're now in January 2023 is, you know, one, more automation, uh, removing constraints everywhere possible to streamline our delivery and learnings, insights uh, that are delivered through our, our outstanding product and, uh, and experience. You know, and then, you know, it's, it's we are, we're, we're a team that spent a lot of time uh, in the enterprise segment. So uh, we want to democratize our enterprise-grade measurement technology. Reality is, I mean, we've, we've, we've lived for many years upmarket, and we have built this product with many enterprise-level brands. So we're working hard to make this more accessible to younger, faster-growing brands. So are you suggesting so maybe uh, more of a self-serve model, like with a dedicated app or something, maybe in the Shopify app store? Yeah, a lot of self-serve complemented by by training and, and training tools and, you know, measured still being accessible to the, the client, but very quickly easy to onboard, adopt and uh, and, and quickly get fluent in, in the tool. Sounds a little bit like what Impact is doing at impact.com, where they're definitely upmarket, but they've decided that they really also want to help SMBs and mid-market companies uh, still get involved with influencers and kind of affiliate relationships and the tracking and the payment side of it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're on the same kind of path of like playing in the enterprise space, proof of concept with large data sets. But then, no, wait a second, there is a $5 million brand that can still see value in your tool. And that's how you kind of fit into the mix. That's exciting. That's right. Yeah, I would say, you know, today we are are an unlisted app, you know, thinking there, say we're, we're more of a match for larger merchants spend today, spending north of, let's say, 75, 100K per month in paid media. Yeah. But but we are focused on on coming down market, making a lot of investment into our product to make it more accessible down, down market. So we are nearing the end of the show for today. You know, we've talked a lot of, this is a lot of great concepts, and I think the topics are very, very, very relevant, and I'm excited for kind of your journey. What sort of insights or any takeaways would you like to leave our listeners? They've listened to this episode, like, like what are a couple, two or three points? Or like, hey, if you got anything out of today's episode, it's this. Sure. Correlation does not equal causation, right? Mm-hmm. And only incrementality measurement 
can connect dollars to sales in a, in a causal way. Really important to understand that. Um, I would encourage brands to find a neutral way to measure media performance. Don't let the platforms or folks that are incentivized by media spend grade their own homework. Uh, and you know, one, one final yeah. point I would leave is click-based or you know, last touch or multi-touch attribution. Uh, it is no longer viable, guys. I'm sorry, it's broken. It's not. It's not possible. Don't buy into the the, the multi-touch attribution dream. The user level path building methodology is is no mas. It's dead. I love the grading your own homework. It's so true. That's what Meta and Google do. They do grade mm -hmm. their own homework. <laughs> so that's lovely. So what are the next steps for everyone today? Uh, they, you know, as far as maybe a demo or learning more, I know you had a lot of guides and things and case studies, but maybe you can direct some of the people listening today. Yeah, I would uh, drop by our website, uh, measured.com and, and schedule a demo to learn more. We've got a great sales and marketing team that are happy to support uh, any inbound interest. Beautiful. I know you have some webinars, a lot of research and things on there. I've signed up to your newsletter also. I'm all in on, you know, on really trying to be a strategic advisor or my book of merchants that I manage. But then this podcast itself, because of its wide reach, there's lots of people that are interested in trying to uh, improve their, their media spend. And I think uh, this has been a really great conversation. I will um, have a link in the show notes, uh, e-commerce fast lane forward slash measured. And that's going to redirect to a landing page for uh, this episode. And then maybe uh, a link to a few guides and also a few things that we talked about today and then maybe a lead capture. Those that want to get a demo um, and want to kind of just see if it fits, at least get on a call with someone in the, on your sales team and saying, hey, are we a good fit? Where are you today and how can we help? I think those conversations, a quick 15-minute phone call is probably going to be pretty powerful. Thanks, Trevor. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing today. It's just very clear that you're uh, you know, really on the, on the same mission as Shopify. Really, we want to make commerce better for everyone. And you are building a great path uh, to helping people uh, democratize uh, media spend and, and just being more efficient with, with capital and, and sales. So I really appreciate that. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you personally for being a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify. Shopify.